Hello everyone and thank you for joining us for this podcast. It's part of a series of short interviews with climate change or environmental justice activists. These podcasts are a collaboration between three young and passionate organisations, Human Rights Pulse, Earth Refuge and E&U for the Climate. Briefly, Human Rights Pulse is a platform dedicated to bringing together practitioners, thinkers and activists in the human rights space. Earth Refuge is the planet's first legal think tank dedicated to climate migrants. E&U for the Climate is an international student-led organisation advocating for sustainability and policy solutions to mitigate the climate crisis. We hope that you find these short interviews insightful. Thank you for listening and please feel free to check out our social media channels to learn more about the environmental justice and human rights field. Thank you. Hi everyone, welcome to Earth Refuge. Uh, We are a legal think tank dedicated to providing solutions and telling stories of climate migration. So today we've got a short interview with James Sedlak, who is the content editor for Earth Refuge and a wildland firefighter. So let's get started. James, can you please introduce yourself? Hi everyone. My name is James Sedlak and I live in Northern California with my girlfriend. So can you tell us a little bit about how you are involved with climate change? I've been a seasonal wildland firefighter for the U.S. government for the past three years. The job has taken me up and down the West Coast, but our work is mostly in Northern California, uh, fighting fires and protecting assets and communities. Um, It's been an overall powerful experience seeing uh, such a strong natural phenomenon. So what inspired you to get into wildland firefighting? Well, I quit working in the legal field in New York City some years ago um, in order order to come out west and um, try to help make a difference on the ground in the fight against climate change. I remember watching TV and and news coverage of of devastating wildfires, and I thought, perhaps a bit naively, that um, I could do more to help. Awesome. As someone on the ground, do you uh, do you receive help or support from other organizations, maybe your community or the government? So, <clears throat> uh, wildland firefighters in general are trained to be pretty self-sufficient uh, problem solvers. So, we can typically be out on the line for days at a time and just expect it to do our own thing. Um, but overall, the firefighting community is, is fairly small. So... Uh, agencies at the state and federal level, they all rely on each other to accomplish um, their their tasks and uh, and fight some of these really large fires. Um, and occasionally we get help from, from locals too. Um, this is really important because they know their land and microclimates better than, than we might. And um, this reminds me of one instance where a retired gentleman refused to leave um, in, with an impending fire and we were assigned to structure protection at his property. So we were out burning uh, in coordination with the winds all the while he was at home um, helping us put out spot fires with his personal bo- bulldozer. And uh, it was a pretty surreal experience because um, you knew there was a lot on the line, um, especially with the homeowner right there. Um, and off the fire line, I've seen nonprofits um, emerge to help firefighters cope with the physical 
and mental stress associated with the work. Um, also helping firefighters deal with injury or uh, firefighter families deal with loss. Um, and on the other hand, we're, see- we're seeing some agencies struggle uh, to find the support they need, whether it be uh, funds or quality workers um, retained to maintain a good workforce um, to keep up with uh, wildfires in the future. Wild. Very cool. So what are some of the biggest issues in your field, in your opinion? Um, there are a lot of issues at play. Um, on a macro level, um, related to climate change, I mean, the climate change issue is creating a drier and hotter conditions for our forests. And add that to years of mismanaged or overlooked uh, forest management um, with heavy fuel loading, which is basically overcrowded forests and deadened down material. Um, and that creates a perfect environment for intense fire activity, which we've been seeing. And then those mega fires, in the end, contribute to more greenhouse gases. So it's really a kind of a vicious circle. Mm. And getting on, on a more granular scale, um, these devastating fires have really bad consequences for ecosystems and and obviously the people that um, they affect. It kills old growth tree networks and plant root systems, which ultimately jeopardizes the quality of the soil. That leads to erosion problems and probably, I would guess, poor agriculture yields. Um, and it takes away nature's ability to do things like um, sequester carbon and provide sustenance for other parts of nature. Um, and lastly, there are serious health risks, health risks on, uh, or for individuals on all fronts of the issue, um, whether it be the actual first responders, um, you know, so s- sucking in smoke or whether it be community members that have to deal with, um, smoke filled air for, for days on end. In your opinion, is there enough work being done to minimize climate-related wildfires, or just uh, more generally? Sadly not. Well, I think there's work being done, but we're not achieving results fast enough. Uh, I think countries need to find faster solutions to zero net emissions and provide for better forest health and uh, conservation practices. On a local level, I think people can participate more in minimizing risk. Individuals should start thinking more about what their plan is if they live in that wildland urban interface with the threat of wildfires. Uh, Homeowners should practice defensible space techniques, um, which involve just creating a break in vegetation. Um, So if a fire comes, it doesn't continue to burn vegetation up until their house. And um, people should get more fire conscious and, and be smarter about using um, ignition devices like, say, fireworks during dry season when uh, local officials prohibit them. But on an encouraging note, I've seen a lot of tech companies pop up in the recent year or so that focus on computer learning um data imaging and AI for the sake of uh, calculating wildfire risk and monitoring forest health and carbon capture. So I think, I think there's some, um, there's some promising solutions on the horizon. Super cool. 
So in your capacity as a wildland firefighter, or maybe even personally, do you know many people who have been impacted by climate change or maybe have had to move because of it? I know people have had to evacuate their homes, and I've heard some horror stories about others um, just in the news I've read. Um, When we go on fire assignments in these small rural towns, we mostly see just deserted um, homes and, and town centers But even though entire towns might evacuate, some don't get so lucky, as was the case with Paradise, California in November 2018, um, where the campfire nearly burnt the town down to the ground and killed 86 people. Um, It's a real tragedy, and I can only imagine what other similar events have gone on around the world that we don't know about. Furthermore, I worry if we'll have solutions to the growing problems of evacuation and in the worst case, migration. Um, I often doubt government agencies' abilities to cope with uh, such a large influx of people, um, especially when a lot of these agencies get inundated, inundated by requests and they get jammed up by their own bureaucratic processes or they're just um, merely understaffed. I'm also a bit worried about how different socioeconomic and ethnic groups uh, will be affected by wildfire-driven migration. Um, When we go to work out in wildfire country, we often see many communities that are perhaps indigenous or minority that um, suffer tremendously from not only the wildfire um, threat, but um, it's hard, it seems like it's hard for them to recover um, or find the means to recover and finding the means to recover brings me to um, a topic that I think is affecting all over or all Californians which is insurance Um, fire insurance rates are getting super expensive or they're simply being withdrawn by insurance policy uh, policy holders or policy companies and luckily the state has intervened to mandate insurance companies to provide insurance, but it's really creating an economic dilemma for a lot of people living in this wildland urban interface. Um, And I imagine if insurance policies can try to continue to try to pull out, um, this will have long-term negative impacts for housing markets and local economies. Um, And on a grander scale, it's, I imagine this provides a glimpse of what increasing climate risk looks like um, for other communities that face natural disasters and rely on um, insurance uh, support. So uh, I think it's something to to pay close attention to moving forward. And overall, I, I think um, for these reasons, I'm, I'm proud to help with Earth Refuge. Hopefully it will develop into a platform that provides solutions Um, to those affected by, um, you know, climate migration, and um, we can continue to share people's stories. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you.